This is the Filmcast. Hello and welcome to the Filmcast. I am Mark. I'm Theo. And I'm Daniel. And we're going to make you a hot cup of film. This week, we are going to start with a section called In Cinemas. In Cinemas! We just went to go and see Wreck-It Ralph. And Theo has been excited about this for quite a while, actually. I, I've, this is actually the second time I've seen it now. Okay, when did you first hear about this film? Um, about April last year. And it came out in America in, like, November. So had to wait an extra four months or so until we actually finally got a chance to see it over here. Okay. But it was worth the wait. Tell us what it's about. Um, it's essentially about a video game villain who wants to break out and become the good guy. He goes and he lives in like this arcade machine kind of thing, and he goes around other people's video games and just he basically tries to become the hero. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice story. It's a it's definitely a family film. It's an animated film by Disney, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. It. I. I wouldn't say it's on par with kind of like Pixar animations where no. you go and see and it's got that lovely kind of warm fuzzy feeling but I got a bit of it um, the characters were good and um, what did you think of the voices Theo the voice acting good it's all good okay who who in particular did you like I can't even pronounce his surname okay the guy from Firefly who was the voice of King Candy he was Wash in Firefly. Yes, he was. Yeah. He's also Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball, for people who have watched that. And Kenneth from 30 Rock was Felix. And you had Sarah Silverman as Vanellope. And it was directed by Rich Moore, who did stuff on The Simpsons and, um, and Futurama. But yeah, I like this film. I would definitely say get it on DVD. It's nice. It's nice. I wouldn't... It's... It's 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 just a pleasant little movie. There's nothing. It, it's 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 not DreamWorks laugh out loud kind of funny. It never hits you at those kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Like maybe one or two of them. They made a bunch of toilet humor jokes, which are a bit not uncomfortable to sit through, but just awkward. Yeah, they weren't very funny. Mm. It, was, it was okay. Well, it was better than okay. I mean, it was visually very good. Mm. I saw it, it in three D the first time. It wasn't time. worth the price of an adult cinema ticket, though, was it? I can't believe no. we got charged for an adult. Just <laughs> oh, you know it was good. What? What was worth the price? Paperman. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Paperman. The um, short animated film was released with this film, and we got to see it at the beginning, and it's excellent. It won the Oscar for best short, wasn't mm, it? It did, yeah. Um, it's basically about a guy on his way to work when he meets a girl, and then starts um, paper airplane. Paper aeroplaning. If that is a verb now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it, it was really nice. Yeah, you can get it it's on lovely. YouTube, and it's short and heartwarming, and I would definitely it, say it, go it and see that. It was actually 3D, wasn't it? It, it? it was, it was all the characters were 3D models, but it looked like it was pencil drawn. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was nice. Mm-hmm. I would actually recommend seeing this more than Wreck-It Ralph, because seeing this is just like going online, type in Paperman, and you can see this on YouTube. Don't pay 10 quid to go and see Wreck-It Ralph when you can pay a tenner and get it on DVD later. I paid 11 quid to see Wreck-It Ralph the first time because oh. I saw it in 3D. And that oh. was with Orange Wednesdays as well. That's, <laughs> that's too much. Expensive these days. <laughs> uh, Orange Wednesdays go for <laughs> The IMDb page says that um, unlike most animated films, the principal actors recorded audio sessions together. So like they were in the mm. same room. So there was a lot of improvising, which is quite cool. I like that. Um, so the story overall is good and it has lots of references to sort of other video games so you've got not enough Pac-Man as I would have liked 
Really? You would have liked more? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the it first 20 minutes a, are, are it, the best bits of the movie. Mm. It wouldn't have been a family film, though, if, if it was just pleasing, like, diehard video game fans. I know, they basically hooked, like, a completely separate audience with, like, those trailers that say it will please the diehard, diehard video game fans. Mm. And, You've got yeah. lots of characters in there from other video games, and it was just lovely. Yeah. Wreck-It Ralph was okay. It was good. Hmm. If you were to give it stars... Uh, out of what, sorry? Out of five. Out of five. Oh. Um, three. Three and a half? I'd go three. It was okay. Hmm. All right, let's move on to a section called In Production. In Production! Okay, today our In Production section is going to be about Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing adaptation. So it's just come out and he, he shot it in 12 days while he was working on The Avengers, which is pretty awesome, to be honest. It's like that guy who recorded a movie really quickly. What was it? Roger Corman. Yeah. Do you explain that a minute? Well, Roger Corman? Yeah. Well, he was just a very fast filmmaker in the 50s. What was the thing he did with... Um... Oh, well, Jack Nicholson and Boris Karloff. How he made... He, he basically had, like, two weeks to film a movie, finished two days ahead of schedule, and just went, we got the actors, we got the talent, let's make another movie in two days. <laughs> so, But no, Josh Whedon's a little bit more yeah. creatively sound than Roger um, Corman. So basically he's doing a modern-day adaptation of Much Ado About Nothing. They still speak... Yeah, we watched the trailer and it was very peculiar. It made me feel weird. Like, I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't have made a bad movie. After seeing Romeo and Juliet, you know that? What, Romeo plus Juliet? The Baz Luhrmann thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the, the Baz one. Yeah, I've already the, ranted the about Baz Luhrmann on this show, but... I, no, Joss won't let us down here. Okay. No. Hopefully not, but it, it's the Shakespearean language mixed with the modern day ad- adaptation, which mm. is very weird. Well, I was just saying that the Kenneth Branagh one was actually pretty good. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh did a much ado about nothing thing with um, Emma Thompson and Thank Keanu you, Reeves and Denzel Washington, and it is really good actually. Yeah, I, and Brian Blessed. That. Oh yeah, he's such a legend. But yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's not trying to be a, a modern day adaptation. It, it's no. Good, yeah. But Kenneth Branagh was always big on Shakespeare and, and yeah. that kind of thing. So, um, If you've seen Julian Smith's videos on YouTube, Amy Acker, who is in his Everything's Okay Now video, is also in this film. And it premiered at Toronto, for those who want to know. Um, I don't know about this, really. It it just made me feel odd. Because if you watch the trailer for Baz Luhrmann stuff, it... It hypes you, or...? Yeah, what? it got me excited for it. I'm... I'm not really excited for this. Well, it's like a black and white art house movie. Is what yeah. you got the vibes from. Yeah. Mm. But it does have Nathan in it. It does have Nathan and and um and Sean Mayer, who was um mm. Simon Tam in Firefly. Ah, so it has lots of lots yeah, of yeah. Firefly people in it. Um, yeah. Okay, this week it's me doing the top five. Top five. Okay, we were all discussing what I was going to do, but then I came up with a completely new category because oh, did I'm you? unexpected and oh, edgy. It was almost top five facial hair, wasn't it? Yeah. And cameo appearances. No, I'm saving those. Are oh, you saving those? Okay, well, I shouldn't have okay, said that. Okay, what I've got here is top five cars. Movie cars. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Wait, wait cars or... Are motorbikes accepted, or are they like? I are just we about cars. Or I just went for cars, not vehicles. Okay, okay so a tank isn't a car. Uh, do, um, if it if its purpose is to this isn't a car. <laughs> it, the Batmobile is not in. 
I just listen to the catalogue. Batman should, Bill should be in this. Should be. How can it not? Because this, he this says is going to be a good list. Ca- this is going to be a really good list if the Batmobile isn't number one. Okay. <laughs> right. Ready? So j- this isn't in the list, but I've just got to mention the Aston Martin DB5 in like all the James Bond films. So that that is just a given. Okay. That can't be a top five. Yep. Number five. You know Steven Spielberg's first film? Uh, it's not his first film, but you're meaning Jewel. Ah, right, Jewel, yeah. Okay, it's not his first film. No. Um, Steven Spielberg did a thing called Jewel, where basically a guy is driving out on the highway and then this lorry starts like trying to shunt him off the road and, and he gets really paranoid mm. and then the lorry keeps trying to kill him. Uh, the lorry in the, Jewel the lorry. Yeah. Is, is number five. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. Number four. The 1964 Austin Mini in The Italian Job. Well, all or minis. The, all the minis. <laughs> the best, just... Yeah. Um, okay. Those are good cars, but like, you see them driving around town, but you, the, the best bit you see them in is when they're being driven off the cliff and exploding. That's the best bit of the movie right there. It's just mm-hmm. exploding minis. No, they, they make that, that movie. They're, they're the iconic bit, the yeah. minis in the Italian job. I never thought the Italian job was that good a movie. Mm. Yeah, I got a bit bored by it, but it's got a good it's ending. Iconic. It's got a really good ending. Mm. Number three. The Blues Brothers police car. <laughs> that oh, chase scene yeah. is ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> the, the chase scene makes the car. Over-destructive. No, what makes the car is when they that attach that loudspeaker to the roof. I had no drive. recollection of this, actually. So. They're, they're driving around town and they've got like the megaphone thing with this massive um, loudspeaker blowing out mm. on the top of the car. Yeah, the Blues Brothers police car definitely has to be in there. Okay. Okay. None of these cars have beaten the Batmobile yet. You know that. Right, uh, well, <laughs> are we I talking did... about iconic cars here? Or are we talking about... Okay, listen to the rest of the list. Okay, fine. Okay. Yep. Number two. The DeLorean from Back to the oh, Future. Oh, good call. There yeah. you go. Okay. With the flux capacitor and everything. Because I saw that, actually. They've, they've signed the dashboard mm. and now it goes around like um, Museums conventions and, and stuff. stuff like that, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, a pretty that, sweet car, actually. It is, isn't it? Okay. That, that What's does the speed the... he has to get up to? How do you not know this? 60... No! no! 88 miles. 88? Yes! Oh, yeah. And now, what could possibly beat the DeLorean that isn't the Batmobile, number one? It's a Ferrari. Okay. It's red. Okay. And it's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ah. Oh. Yeah, come okay. on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's so a pretty good car. It's like Cameron's dad's car, his pride and joy, and Cameron is just kind of like, okay, let, I don't care anymore about yeah. what my dad thinks. I'm just going to take it out. Yeah. And then he kind of kicks it a bit. Uh, well, we won't go and into detail I, about I how, how much ending. or how hard he kicks like, this car. <laughs> But something happens to that car at the end of the movie, which is just brilliant. So that is my number one car. I was thinking the Batmobile, but then for some reason, when he said this isn't a car, that made me think it doesn't go on the list. So the one from the latest... No, 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 this isn't a car to his plane. Yeah. And also, there are earlier adaptations of the Batmobile. Mm. I think the Chris Nolan Batmobiles weren't actually that impressive. No, the ones in, like, the, the Tim Burton films, though, and... And and the uh, other nineties ones <laughs> were pretty decent. Mm. The Adam West one maybe not so much. Iconic, but not quite as cool. Yeah, I just don't think it it was as cool as say the DeLorean or the Ferrari in Ferris Bueller's Day. It's not okay. as iconic because it has changed. Mm-hmm. It's your list. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Chris <laughs> Nolan Batmobiles were just kind of 
the yeah, bat tank. He should probably have the Batmobile, shouldn't he? When the bi- bike came out, though, and, and yeah, the Dark bike Knight, was cool. The bike was I, I was doing cool. cars, though. Yeah, I know you're doing cars. Okay, and now it's time for a movie masterpiece. It's time for another movie masterpiece with me, Leo. My movie masterpiece of the week is Rear Window. Hey. hey! Because I was watching it earlier. Did you watch a bit of it earlier this week as well? Yes. Yes, you did. Uh, yeah, it's just really, really, really good. Uh, from the basic premise, it's got one of these like ridiculously simple ones that is actually very intriguing. It's about a man who's broke... J- James Stewart, so that's a good thing. He's broken his leg and he's confined to his apartment. So what he does to kill time, basically, is spy on his neighbours... And over the course of the film, you start getting like the same suspicions and emotions he's feeling, mm-hmm. and you start seeing like this neighbour, and you think someone ain't right in this neighbourhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone ain't right, <laughs> and it just builds. Like the camera doesn't leave his room. I think there's once or twice it does towards the end of it, but the entire time it's just in this room, and it just and it's got this really tense confrontation bit at the end. Yeah. And like, how can this be so tense? Or, or it's, it's on paper it sounds rubbish, yeah. but it's. <laughs> It's it's like yeah, Hitchcock did a great. You're sweating, job your, your heart is beating, and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's ill, oh, oh, and and um, oh god, Grace Kelly and Thelma Ritter are excellent in it, and just mm-hmm. yeah, and there's a great. Yeah. Uh, we were watching it um, with Cine Club, a thing at school, and the kids there were watching it, and and Sir said. Um, Oh, does she look like a princess about Grace Kelly? And they all just sort of went, no. And then, <laughs> then Sir so just sort of went, shows how much you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, you know stuff is going down because he gets out his binoculars and then he's like, I can't see close enough with those. I need like this zoom I, lens. I need my telephoto lens. <laughs> no, it's great. I, I, James I, Stewart I read great. somewhere that you can't actually use a telephoto lens like that because it'll be so shaky. You'd have to use it like a bipod or something because mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to see a, a thing otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, see this movie if you haven't seen it's my favourite Hitchcock film. If you haven't seen Hitchcock film, try that one or any of them, or nearly any of them, because they're all really, really good. Apart from the birds. Birds okay. Rope is great. Oh rope is really good. That's also James Stewart. Mm-hmm. And Vertigo's overrated. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. Maybe I need to see it again, but it it's it's still good, but yeah. Then Psycho's good. Watch it. But Rear Window. Rear Window's the one. <laughs> yeah, actually, if you want to, um, watch the new Hitchcock movie, literally called Hitchcock, with Anthony Hopkins and... Um, oh, what's her name? Helen Mirren? Helen yes. Mirren, yeah. It's it's very good, actually. It's a good kind of nod to his movies, and, and it's funny. Okay, now it's time for the quiz. 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 It's the quiz. All right, this week I've got questions, and they're hard. So, ha- have you got questions for us on the quiz? Oh what my a goodness me! I know. Right, question one. In the film Serenity, Dr. Simon Tam says "Eta kum ran nashmek." What language is that? Chinese. No, Mandarin. no. Funnily enough, it's not. It should be because it's Firefly, and that's like yeah. In Firefly, the TV series. Notice how many Asians are actually in Firefly. I've only seen one in the entire series. Hmm. I think basically we should explain a bit about what Firefly is. It's a TV series by Joss Whedon, and um, it's basically a cross between a western and a space opera. It's Space Cowboys, isn't it? Yeah, Space Cowboys, which is awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and they they live on a ship, which is a Firefly class spaceship, and called Serenity. And yeah, they they basically did the TV series and then 
got loads of fans, but then... Yeah, and he had 14 episodes because it got cancelled uh-huh. prematurely. It's so they did Serenity, the film, episode. to kind of wrap it all up. And um, instead of swearing, all of the characters... Um, Speaking Mandarin or Chinese? I, I can't remember. It's, it's one of those two. I thought Mandarin was Chinese. There are it, many it, different it, dialects. It, yes, yeah, don't worry okay. about that. But Main yeah. one is Mandarin. Um, anyway, in answer to the question, it's Russian. Why is it Russian? Why um, is it Russian? Why is it Russian? It means this is very ridiculous. Okay. Right. Question number two. James Franco only said yes to performing in the Oz movie on what condition? Ah, so this is the new movie, The Great and Wonderful yes. Oz. The Oz, The Great and Powerful? Ah, that's, that's the one. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, directed by Sam Raimi and starring James Franco. I don't know why he said yes. <laughs> so basically, Sam Raimi had the choice of making oh, the Evil Dead actually, remake. I think I remember that. <laughs> it was... I can't remember the condition, but he said, like, it would be nice to work with Sam again after working on the Spider-Man things together. Um, oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what the condition was. Is it related to Wizard of Oz? Yes. He liked the character? What? No, sorry, not Wizard of Oz. Oh. I don't think you will get it. You're okay. not on the right line. Okay. He gets... his, his gran could be a munchkin. Oh. I read that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Brilliant. What? Brilliant. <laughs> James Franco's nan is a munchkin. <laughs> What's question three? Question three is, who does Neil Patrick Harris voice in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Uh, mm, uh, mm. Um, mm. It, it's not the main character, is it? It is not the main it's character. It's not the main character. That would have been too easy. Um, is it the dad? Nope. Neil Patrick Harris is not the dad. Oh, no, no, that could have been hilarious. It is... Is, is is he a main character? Relatively. Okay. Is it the monkey? Yes. Oh! It is Steve. It's Steve the monkey. Steve the monkey. That's cool. That is cool. Right. I wouldn't have got this one. So, question <laughs> four. What is Hiccup's full name and how to train your dragon? Who's Hiccup? Hic- the main uh, character. Ah, okay. Was it Huck? Huckleberry? Huckleberry Finn. No. No, his first name is Hiccup. Oh, he's the son of the chief. Wait, wait, so you just trick questioned us. No. Okay, it's like, what's the name of Hiccup? It's Hiccup. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was confirming that was oh, his God. first name. Okay. Um, no. Hiccup Horrendous Haddock the Third. How have we known that? No, no. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Credits? <laughs> what's, right. what's number five? Come Question on. five. What piece of attire links Super to X-Men and is worn by Ellen Page as Bolty? Um, is it the, the the face piece? The belt? Hang on, okay, so no. you've got Super, uh, where Ellen Page is... What's her character? Bolty. 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 Yeah, like, and then, what was the other film, sorry? Um, it, this piece of attire links Super to X-Men. Okay. Um, so Ellen Page wears something in Super that, is that also links worn. to X-Men. That links to X-Men. That boots? Nope. Belt? Nope. Head. Head's pretty obvious. Shirt. Trousers. Face. I don't particularly remember Clue. this, but do you know what weapon she used? Oh. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, Wolverine's claws kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, there we go. Metal oh. claws. Oh. That's not really a piece of her attire. I don't think attire was the right word there. Attire is something you wear. Yeah. A claws something people wear. Well, how else are you going to put them on? Okay, do you want me to repeat the question and word it differently? Yeah, repeat the... No, no. Next question. No. There is no that's next the, question. That's the last question. 
Stop picking me apart, man. That's a good question. Pick you apart with my claws, which are my attire. <laughs> attire is something you wear. Alright? I've been Mark. I've been Theo. And I've been Daniel. Oh. <laughs>